Hey athletes, I'm Adam. And I'm Lindsay. And this is Burpee Nation. Burpee Nation. Oh. Should we do it again? No. Good enough. Welcome into this episode of Burpee Nation. And today we are going to talk about our first Spartan race since March of 2020. Which actually seems like 27 years ago. It feels like a lifetime. It feels like a lifetime. It really does. Uh, we were at Spartan Tri-State New York, their first um, time in Bethel, New York, the yeah. site of Woodstock, which was just one time. <laughs> we, had a, we had a Google, a lot of stuff on, on Woodstock. We didn't know much about it. But we were like, when well, in we Rome. Weren't, we weren't alive, so. Right, but, but it's I feel good to, like everyone knows it was a music festival. It's good to educate yourself a little bit. Yeah, we were there. We were Half a million site. people went to that festival. Yeah, that's insane. And the leftover trash is now known as an artifact. Mm-hmm. So if you find trash in the woods, it's actually in Woodstock, don't touch it. It's an artifact. It's history. Right. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, Tri-State New York in Bethel, New York. And uh, it was a sprint weekend, sprint on Saturday, sprint on Sunday. Mm -hmm. uh, we only ran on Sunday, but we spoke with and hung out with and stayed with a few people, including past podcast guests such as Eric mm -hmm. Lau and Anthony Marucci. Mm -hmm. Both of them were, well, actually, Anthony didn't run Saturday. Just he Eric. was um, volunteering. He was at Z-Wall. Z-Wall volunteer, yeah. So, so if anyone was yelling at you to do mm -hmm. burpees, that was him. He was a referee, right? Yeah. I think. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that was um, that was our weekend. And, and shout out to Happy Days Campground, because that's where we stayed. Yes. It was a cool little campground. Well, don't tell people, because then they're oh, going to book it. Well, no, I think I trust Anthony to book that ahead of time. I don't. If uh, <laughs> if you like to camp, it's like ten minutes from the venue. Yeah, it was really. It nice. was cool. They're like very spaced out campsites. I don't like the ones that are like right on top of each other. So that was cool. It yeah. was a fun time. Uh, a bunch of other Spartan people were already staying there. Almost everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was that was our weekend. Lindsay, me ran age group for the first time. Yay! Yeah. I don't have applause sound effects. It's not that kind of podcast. But. No, it was really, it was awesome. It's going to be hard to like ever well, do it. Everybody was like again. telling you to. I remember Miranda told you yeah, to. Yeah, she was like, you have nothing to lose. I'm like, funny you enough, right, you right. Funny enough, we ran into Kevin Donahue, who if you're a Spartan person, like you know who Kevin Donahue is. He's, you know, on the pro team, does a ton of like media stuff for them, just like hammers the, the, mat. well, it's not masters anymore, but like the his, mm -hmm. his age group. Um, we ran into him like Saturday night at the campground right? <laughs> and he was like, no, you should do it. Like there's open spots, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So we all talked her into it and she did it and didn't fail a single thing. Yeah. After like a 14 month layoff. Yeah. Or whatever. More than that. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I don't know the math on that. Uh, oh, you know what? I, before we get too into this episode, I wanted to mention something to you because I know this is a pet peeve of yours. What? So I went. Today, at, so we raced, we're recording this Monday, the day after. We raced on Sunday, two laps You're or whatever. You're making me nervous. 
I went out for a run on a trail. Okay. And this trail, as a couple other ones around us, allow horses. Okay. Right? I didn't run into any horses. Don't okay. worry. The story does not involve any big scary horses because I know you're scared of them. Uh, but they're just intimidating. All over the place on this trail, in the middle of the trail, was horse poop. Okay. <laughs> and I know you've brought this up before. Why do dog owners have to clean up their dog poop on said trails? You're so right. But and I know even like we have one near us that that's the parkway, the cinder. Yeah. That's a cinder trail that allows horses. People don't can't let their dogs poop on the trail for a good reason. Right. But why don't the horse owners have to also, I get it, there's probably not like horse poop bags that you get like get off the horse and like clean it they up quick. They literally make trash bags, black trash bags. You can use that. No, but I, I, don't they have those things that hang off the back of the horse to catch the poop? Oh, yeah. Poop catchers? Yep. Not those dream catchers. Saddle bags. Different. 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 Very different. You don't, like, it's rude if you let your dog shit in the middle right. of the path. And I agree with Because people are going to step on it. But it's fine for your horse to do so. It's fine. That's what, that's what everyone's teaching I mean, us. right. On my, my recovery trail run today, I basically had little obstacles of poop to jump over. Is that what's on the bottom um, of your shoe no, that you brought home right. with you? Actually, funny enough, somebody also didn't clean up their dog poop because I stepped in dog uh. poop. People like could have been people. It's poop. a trail, right? It's a no. It's definitely dog poop. Okay. I know dog poop when I smell it. Oh, <laughs> it smells different. Do you typically like so. smell it before you? Don't no, but doesn't dog poop have like a distinctive smell? Like what? Like blueberries? I feel like horse poop and dog poop smells different. No, I mean I, I can't say that I have an answer to that. Okay. Anyway. If you're on a trail, like th this is a wooded trail, like there's woods everywhere. Mm -hmm. If your dog has to poop, get it into the woods, out of the trail. Like don't let your animals poop on the trail is the bottom line of this thing. And people people do that. So anyway. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I wanted to mention, I wanted to get that off my chest. It I'm was sure really, everybody else was thinking about it, it too. It was really weighing me down. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So Bethel, New York. Was a beautiful there place. was no poop on the trails no. in Bethel, New York. There wasn't. I'm sure there was back in 1969. <laughs> <but> <laughs> You're right. Not this weekend. No. Not this weekend. Uh, <clears throat> so what should we talk about first? The festival? Well, no? first things first. I feel like you pulled the numbers. So when we were there Sunday, yeah. it was, um, it was it wasn't light. as crowded. Um, they had a great festival area. It was huge. It was huge. Very open. Yeah. yeah and it and cool. it was rainy on Sunday. Saturday was nicer. Um, but, you know, like we ran the competitive heat in the morning. Yep. And then later in the afternoon, we ran out to do an open heat to get some like get GoPro. The obstacle vids. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be up this week. Um, which, you know, like it poured. So the open heat was like womp womp. But... Um, you pulled up the numbers because we were like, wow, like, where is everybody? Yeah. And you know what? Like typically, even on a super sprint weekend, you know, the sprints on Sunday, same with the trifecta weekend. Trifecta weekend is probably a little different. We haven't been there on a Sunday for a trifecta weekend, but I would yeah. imagine with the super and the sprint on that day, it's, it's still pretty crowded. Yeah. yeah. When it's a super and a sprint or a beast and a sprint, whatever, or a sprint and a sprint, the Sunday is always less crowded. Mm -hmm. So if you're competitive and you're trying to place better just for, like, your own personal sake. Goals. 
Yeah. Uh, Sunday is the better day to go. Like if you're trying to, to podium or something. Um, but yeah, so s- s- these, these are actually pretty interesting. Um, the elites, not too much of a difference. 44 on Saturday compared to 26 on Sunday. So it's still almost like half. Mm-hmm. 420 age group competitors compared to 163 yeah. on Sunday. And this is the big one. So on Saturday, there were over 3,300 people who did the Open, which is a good number. Yeah. 3,300 is a lot. It is. Sunday, only a little over 800. That's crazy. It's a huge drop. Yeah. So like we were talking and like, honestly, like our Open Wave that we did was not like as fun as some of the ones we've done in the past. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there were very few people out on the course, which we've talked about sometimes it's annoying when there's a lot of people yeah. and like if you want to try to run a little bit. So for those of the open waivers who wanted to like run, maybe see what their time was like, it was probably Sunday's a good day to go. Yeah. But if you're looking for that like fun, festive party atmosphere or yeah, whatever with like a bunch of people. It's like a team, you're right. meeting people out on the course. Saturday, Saturday was the day to go. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I mean, it didn't help that Saturday, they didn't get any rain. It, it probably didn't help that Sunday. There was a little rain in the morning uh, and then lots of rain late morning, like when we went out. Yeah. It was like, what, 11-ish or something? It after poured. mile one, it was like a downpour. Yeah. <laughs> that was rough. It was off and on rain, like, for much of the morning. So yeah. it wasn't a very nice day. That's probably what kind of contributed to part of it. But I must say, like, as you know how, like spartan drags you through like the swampy areas um i feel like there was only like two or three spots where it was like it was yeah it was not bad but it will yeah like considering how rainy and wet it was the rest of the course was fine like the grassy areas in the woods like you're still running on dirt in the woods but it wasn't it wasn't like a slop fest i really like the trails yeah yes it It was so pretty yeah very nice trails um let me take a look real quick so the the course itself was like three point they said 3.7 miles Mm -hmm. um the first lap my watch picked up Mm 3.79 i did briefly go off course but it wasn't that much off course it was like 10 10 yards off course maybe uh the second time we went 3.73 i think i stopped it a little early on our last one so probably Mm -hmm. about three and three quarter mile yeah um, I know they say they stick to like 5k as the distance, but then you add the carries in the sandbag in f- the bucket. I feel like that probably made up for it the rest. Um, yeah. our first, my first round in age group, about 300 feet of gain. Uh, second one, 400 feet of gain. So somewhere to the three, 400 range, not, not hilly. I mean, I didn't even feel like it was that much. Yeah. When we were running, like it says three or four hundred, that's, you know, almost a hundred per mile. I don't even feel like it was that much when we were running. And that's pretty flat for I a Spartan. Think so. Yeah. It's super flat for a Spartan. There yeah. was not any like major big hills and there weren't any major like cliffs, which is unlike Spartan. <laughs> yeah. Barbed wire was up a hill. It was. Um, and there was this pretty steep hill right before and right after. And I think that's probably where most of that came from. Yeah. That's probably it though. But the barbed wire kind of helped almost like break that up. You know, like you're running up for a little bit and then you have to roll or crawl uphill, which is a little difficult. Made it tough to crawl. But then there's just that little... I mean roll, sorry. Right. Then there's just that little 
yeah. hill to the top, but that's kind of it. And like Kevin was saying when we talked to him on Saturday, it's a very, a very good first course, like an amazing first course. Yeah. Because a lot of the ones in this area, New York, New Jersey, Pen- Pennsylvania, have mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, the old tri-state was at Tuxedo. That was at a ski resort, so obviously there's mountains there. Right. Uh, Vernon, New Jersey, Mountain Creek, mountains in the name, so obviously like there's hills there. Right. Palmerton ridiculously hilly so like this i hope they stick to it i mean because you have west point too that one i think was even more hilly than this yeah um so like this would be the least hilly that i've seen in this area and i think that's good for yeah. spartan like to I mean, bring new people into it i hate hills so this was really refreshing <laughs> like, especially like really nice early-ish in the season yeah you know it's nice to kind of yeah warm up into it a little bit should we go over the obstacles yeah All right, so again, I mean, the nice thing about Spartan is they're pretty, what they call the obstacle is what it is, Mm -hmm. so I don't have to really go into it. Um, Go to our YouTube page, you'll see the obstacle video within the next couple days, probably. Um, You know, if you're listening to this later on, it's probably already up. So uh, within the first mile... Well... First of all, you're looking at the map, but the map was right. incorrect. We'll, we'll talk about that as, as we go. Yes. Um, so actually it. pretty quick was the f- the overwalls, the four-foot walls. Yes. I'm used to them waiting a little bit. Yeah. They actually got those in, I think, within the first like quarter mile or so. Yeah. Uh, and then the second obstacle was Helix. Yeah. Which is kind of new to the sprint circuit, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, I've, I've only in, done it once in West Virginia. And that was on the Beast. Yes. In 2019... The sprints were very much like the same obstacles every race. Yeah. I don't think there was a single race that had an added obstacle. I think even in Palmerton, they got rid of Apanger in the sprint a couple years ago. So it was nice to see them do something other than same old sprint obstacles. You know what I mean? And a lot of them were the same and kind of what made you take the jump to competitive was that they took out i feel like helix was put in and the six foot wall was taken out Mm -hmm. so i kind of like that yeah i think kevin was saying something about like people getting hurt like it's like the number one obstacle where people are getting injured on something like that was a high rate yeah but helix is fun like it's still like it doesn't matter what size you are like how big or small or whatever you are, like it's still, like you still have to focus to get across no matter what, especially yeah. when it's raining and muddy. And It was very muddy in yeah. the afternoon, so, um, or late morning. Yeah, Helix is a cool one. Like, you know, again, that was even, you know, we've done a lot of races in the yeah. past couple of years. That was the second time we've ever seen it. So that was cool. Um, the third obstacle on the map was listed as barbed wire crawl. It was not barbed wire crawl. Lies. It was inverted wall, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah. Um, so that that rounds out three obstacles in the first mile. In your second mile, you only had two obstacles. It was sandbag carry and hurdles. Okay. Sandbag carry was nothing crazy. Just it wasn't, through the no. woods. Seemed kind of shortish, right? Yeah, it was flat and it was like pretty a short. Loop. Just a little... Yeah, through a little the woods. Bit. That one was through the woods. Uh, yeah. The bucket we'll get to, that was not through the woods. Um, and then... So that was from mile one to mile two. You had a little more obstacles between mile two and three. You actually almost had a little bit of like a... A little bit of a gauntlet. Because they were kind of back to back to back. Um, 
So before we get there, number six was the Atlas Carry. This was like a mini... I mean, these were back-to-back. Atlas Carry and Monkey Bars. One was right after the other. Yes. Um, nothing really crazy there. The Monkey Bars were a little wet in the morning. Yeah. Very you, wet you when we did our open. You can see all the like, water droplets, heat. and sometimes that's like... Ugh. It, it was pouring during it yeah. when we got there in the afternoon. Yeah. And then... Um, the little gauntlet, The what's weird is on the map, they're a little more spaced out, but they were actually all, uh, I mean, I guess when I look at this map, that that's probably accurate to their location, but it, it seemed a lot closer than what it shows. So Bucket Carry was in a heart shape. So cute. Peace and love. Peace and love, Woodstock. Yeah. yeah. That was long, though. It was a long Bucket Carry. It was flat, but it was long. Like, looking at the that's map... Looking at the map, it looks smaller than Sandbag. Mm-hmm. It was definitely longer than Sandbag. Because like, if you look on the map, I know this doesn't really help for a podcast, but if, if you're listening along and you have the map like I do pulled up, pull it up, take a look. The heart is actually... It's like half that field. No. So like, see that tree in the field? There's a tree in the field. The yeah. heart actually went... Remember, it went around that tree. It went all the way to that tree. So the way they have it on oh. the map is not... The way that they did it. Okay. You know what I mean? So just a couple things. Don't always trust the map. Who can you trust? You can't trust anybody if you can't trust the map. Uh, Her coist was immediately after that. And then you went kind of went up to a field and did the rope climb. So those are, that was like a pretty, I I just remember doing the, when we were doing the age group, um, I had like my heart rate was way up after that. Because you got Those the bucket, three. yeah, because, yeah. you know, you're trying to run with the bucket, and then doing her coist, like, they were a little wet, too, so they were pretty heavy. That took me a while, and mm-hmm. then going right into the rope climb. But then you have that really nice downhill after the rope there climb. There was a nice little downhill. But with the rope climb, there was a penalty loop. There were no burpees. Yes, I almost forgot. Yeah, there was no burpee zone. There was a penalty loop, like a, what, quarter of a mile? I would say it was probably about that, yeah. Um, into the cornfield. We didn't actually run... And it looped around. You can see like the entrance and the exit. Um, Yeah, quarter mile into the cornfield around. But that was interesting. Yeah, I kind of like wish they would do that for something like in a sprint for like spear. It'd be kind of cool to see a penalty loop for spear. So that's like one of the more common ones. And 30 burpees in a sprint competitively kills you. Yeah. So... I think that would be cool to see. Um, and then that's where, uh, right around mile three, is where they have the vertical cargo listed. Now, right before the vertical cargo was actually where the barbed wire crawl was. Oh, okay. You crawled, then you went up the hill, and then there was the vertical yeah. cargo, if I remember correctly. Actually, no, it might have been right after. I'm, I might be mixing those. Yeah, it was after. Okay. The bar- well, barbed wire, was after you get vertical to the top, cargo. and then it's vertical cargo. Are you sure? Because you went downhill after vertical cargo too, and then back up to oh, a hill. Oh yeah, I'm thinking about the wrong hill. Yeah, there's there were like two hills that were kind of similar. Why am I on this back podcast? Back. Uh, me, me either. Well, that's this is why we do the obstacle videos. Yeah. Should have right. done it before recording this. That takes a lot of editing, though. I don't know. So anyway, you had vertical cargo, and then that's where they list inverted wall. So yeah, that's where the barbed wire was right here. Can I say something? Sure, always. The vertical cargo. That's why you're here. And the A-frame yep. net. I know where you're going. Were so loose. Like for, I remember like talking to um, one of my friends that did Palmerton, I guess two years ago now. She has a fear of fights. 
So on A-frame, she like... Freaked out. Freaked out, had an anxiety attack, was like coming down crying. And like that was her biggest, you know, like everybody has their own obstacles that they're like, ah, shit. And that that was it for her. I'm afraid of a spear being thrown at me. Mm, Who isn't? Right. What? (laughs) (laughs) But they were really loose. And I don't know if, I don't think, like, we haven't run a lot of Sundays. Most of the races we do are Saturday. Yeah. So I think it was the first time that I realized, like, shit, like, no one comes out here and tightens this shit up for... For the next day. For the next day. So... We've run into loose nets before, but I think these were probably the loosest. Yeah. That I've seen. Yeah. And the rain probably didn't help. Right. I remember, so, like... A couple of years ago, I started, well, a couple of years ago, basically last race season, 2020 throws everything off. Last race season, I started like flipping over the vertical cargo Mm -hmm. because it's just much quicker to get down from from that way. So when I got to the top, you know, I I grabbed, this was in the, the competitive wave. I grabbed, you know, the other side and I flipped over and because it was so loose, you know, I was on the far side of the net Mm -hmm. but my body was on the close side of the frame because (laughs) it was so loose i like my my momentum pulled me into the net and the net was so loose that it went back and i was literally the the metal frame that the net's on was in front of me it didn't hurt like i didn't get hit by it that's stressful but yeah that's how loose it was so uh and the yeah i remember the vertical (laughs) or the sorry the the a-frame which will I guess we can just talk about it now. Um, when you first get on it, you know, you're expecting a little bit of tension so you can like climb it like a ladder mm-hmm. and it just like sunk. Yeah. I mean, there's no like when you watch um, like elite people right. in these races who are literally like. They like roll down it the whole way. No, I'm talking about like. Oh, on the they way just up. like crawl up. They're like sprinting. Right. up this thing but like there's no there's no way to do that no and I, i've seen like a lot of them also roll down the whole thing mm-hmm. but in this case i would be kind of you know there's that metal part of the truss i guess that goes across horizontally halfway yeah. i'd be scared to like with it being that loose yeah. like rolling into that probably would hurt a little bit uh so after the vertical cargo was the barbed wire crawl and that was uphill okay. um couldn't really roll yeah i tried a little bit they didn't have like a hose or anything like getting you wet no it wasn't like super muddy or anything no nothing um, there was a photographer there yeah oh we should talk we should come back to that i know the photographer spots because we we got stuff to say about I that know. i had a good idea uh yes you did uh then right after that was z walls and then right after z walls now Let's talk about Z-Walls real quick. Let's talk about Z-Walls. Because we noticed something on this too, is it it wasn't extreme, but it was on a little bit of a hill. Mm -hmm. So depending on what way you were going, like if you were leading with your right, you go out, you turn the corner, and now you're like, your back is facing where the bell is. Mm -hmm. When you were on that side, that's the way it was like leaning and you could kind of feel it pulling you a little bit, trying to pull you off. Yep. Um, so like when we did our open thing and they were soaked, it made it nearly <laughs> impossible. <laughs> the wood was like... It was soft. Soft yeah. and wet. Everything was ridiculous. And we were just like, 
screwing around. Right. Basically. But we were but. like, what? This sucks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, always be aware of like, I found the same with Herquois. Herquois was also not on perfectly flat ground, which it's not, they're not going to be able to do that. Yeah. Like, basically. Because it's. And I know I'm like jumping ahead real quick, but just because we're on like the whole hill thing. Remember when um, we got up to rings and the rings were like all yes. completely slanted because that was on a little Should incline have taken too. a picture of that. I know. Yeah. They look cool. Yeah. Especially as you approached it. Yeah. Um, they were all like leaning. Uh, yeah. So just, you know, when you're going off to obstacles, up to obstacles, like a little tip, like kind of be aware of what type of ground it's on, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just go, go from that. Uh, spear was right after. Yep. We both hit our spears. Yay. Cause we have one to practice with. Right. <laughs> uh, and then was rolling mud at the end of rolling mud was the dunk wall. Um, yes. Uh, right up into slip wall, which right is that new it. metal material. Yeah. Now, both of us, um, said that, like, we didn't really have any trouble with it. The I... ropes were really low. They were low, yeah. 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 I've seen, I think on Beasts and maybe even Supers, they raise them. They're, like, To make halfway. them harder to we- reach. Weech. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you have, and this is kind of goes back to our episode on, like, your first OCR or whatever, like... This is why trail shoes are so important because neither of us had any issues Mm -hmm. because like our trail shoes have good grip. Yes. If you're wearing tennis shoes and it was all wet, you probably would have some problems. Well, there's, yeah, there's like literally no traction. Like it's a metal sheet. It's totally metal now. Even the way down is metal. And coming out of dunk wall, you're soaked. Soaked. It's literally right after it. Yeah. Um, and then to round it out, now the map again had the multi-rig after slip wall. Mm-hmm. It had multi-rig, A-frame, and then fire jump. It was actually A-frame, then multi-rig, which in a sprint is always just rings. I do kind of wish, I know, like sprint's kind of like the intro to Spartan, you know what I mean? So they're trying to keep it easy enough for those trying it for the first time. Mm-hmm. But it would be kind of cool sometimes um, in the competitive waves maybe. And then, like, switch them out midway through the morning or, you know, maybe keep a couple lanes for the competitive people, tell them to go in in certain lanes and then rings when the open people start coming out. But I'd like to see some more than just rings. You know what I mean? What are you talking about? The multi-rig. It's always rings in a sprint. Are you still listening to the podcast? Sorry. Wow. Uh, We're recording this late at night, and I think... (laughs) Lindsay's ready to go to bed. Well, I was. I thought you were talking about the the photos. Nope. Okay. Nope. Talking about the rings. Okay. I would like to see more than just rings sometimes. Well, but what I'm saying is the sprint is typically for like easier because they want people to come back. They don't want to make it too hard. Yes. So maybe for the competitive heats. Yeah. You have like a rope or something there, and then like I think the last is like eight thirty. So like whenever like the top three. Yeah. Or four, like you start switching a couple lanes and when com- you see competitive people coming, you're like, all right, use this lane. Open people use this lane yeah. kind of thing. Or try well, it, leave half and half. And I know like the rings are easier than obviously like the Savage rig, but they took half of it off and then just put on, you know, handles at Savage. Yeah, they made like three. Um, for the open. Three different ones, if right. I remember on that so rig. So that yeah. would be cool. Yeah. And sorry, I thought you were talking about the photos because I know that we talked about... That was your good idea. You... Well, 
Time out. You were saying, like, the photo spots are super, like, the sandbag, like, whoop-de-doo, and the barbed wire. So I thought you were going to go into, like, have some pictures at the rings, have some pictures on the monkey bars, like, stuff that's, you know, a cooler photo than walking with a sandbag on your... You just jumped the gun, that's all. I didn't get there yet. I I will say about the rings, um, because they were after dunk wall and slip wall and it rained a little bit, like, they were wet. Yeah. So they, I did see a lot of people doing ring uh, burpees on the rings and the competitive ones, which is not typical. Yeah. Uh, but yes, like, so from what I remember, and I could be misremembering, I don't know if Saturday was the same, but Sunday, definitely a photographer at the Sandbag Carry, um, definitely one at... Barbed Wire. Barbed Wire. Dunk Wall. And Dunk Wall. Fire Jump. And then Fire Jump. And then Festival Wall. But I, guys, was saying that if you're running competitive, like you're paying that, you know, additional money anyway, it would be awesome if Spartan got another one or two photographers set up just for like the competitive heats. Because I understand with like open, not everyone's going to get through the rings or the monkey bars to like get a picture on those. But um, to have like an extra one or two photographer set up at like the cooler obstacles yeah i feel like monkey bars and and they do sometimes have them yeah monkey bars or rings i think they make great but just stay out for the competitive heat when you start seeing like the black bands come around then you know just look for the red headband right take pictures of those i don't know i feel like that'd be cool i think so um because yeah like sandbag you know how i mean we're we're getting picky but like sandbag (laughs) Barbed wire. Like, how many sandbag photos do you have? How many right. barbed wire photos do you have? How many... Dunk wall's cool. You know, it has its own day of the week. Yeah. Well, you can be, like, fun with that. Yeah. Dunk wall Wednesday. Oh, wow. Fire jump's always cool. So, like, dunk wall and fire jump are cool. But, like, I don't know. I just feel like sandbag and barbed wire, like... I, I don't know. I just don't... I think the, like, the grip obstacles are cooler. Totally. More fun to see, like, pictures of that. And, and especially because here's the thing people are gonna like any obstacle with a bell yeah how awesome is it like that first time you rang a bell i know right so like <laughs> those obstacles naturally are the ones people like want to see more of yeah you know and a rope climb is very hard to take a picture of so like you got to use ones like barbed wire yeah, but or also, i mean barbed wire, like monkey bars cool, and... you know like savage got those really cool pictures of you kicking the bell mm-hmm. how cool would it be if again in the competitive heats where like most of if not all of these athletes like are going to make it through the obstacle Typically, like take yeah. pictures of them like hitting the bell yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. How like many pictures getting through do an you obstacles have? and hitting the bell? Like Spartan doesn't do that. I don't know if I have any pictures of me ringing a bell. Who do we email? I'm ready. I don't know. That'd but be cool. That would be kind of cool. With Maybe like so- all the rings in the background yeah, like or a, all the monkey bars in the background. And I'm sure the extra, you mentioned the extra like money that you pay. I'm sure that goes towards like the prize money. But. Listen, I'm not seeing any of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is though. Maybe make another $2 more and hire a photographer. I don't know if that's how much they cost. $2 times however many people. Two to three tops. But it's times a lot of people. So right. I don't know. Uh, and then, yeah, you had the fire jump. So those were the obstacles. Those mm-hmm. were the photographers. Yeah. Um, the festival we talked about, that was really cool. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have a beer, but I heard that they were doing, like, 
Mike's Hard Lemonade. I saw Mike's or Hard something. Lemonade thing, yeah. Um, which was, I feel like, I don't know if I've ever seen that. Like, usually it's just beer. Yeah, from what I remember. So it, it's it's The other thing is, like, sometimes, too, it, it really depends on the venue. You know, Greek Peak, they had those local guys. Yes. Um, or, like, I don't know if they were local necessarily, but it was, like, a smaller company mm-hmm. with a beer. And that that was really cool. Brewdog or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's Coors, sometimes it's whatever, but um yeah but i would should we do our our rating system or did you have more no notes? That, okay. was, that was it okay cool yeah let's do our rating system okay i f- totally forget how we did this for savage but we're gonna try and remember so uh i think we rated the course itself mm-hmm. what would you give the course as a whole i mean i feel like a nine or ten honestly like, I really, I think it was great, like, in the fields, in the cornfields, through the woods. It wasn't, like, super hilly, so maybe that's why, like, I'm <laughs> rating it higher. I I loved the course. I did, too. I thought it went really quick. It was I think, so pretty. Yeah, but I think, like, the way it was designed was great. The fact that, like, I don't know, like, you, you didn't have, you only had three obstacles in the first mile... But I just feel like all of a sudden I was at mile one. You know what I mean? All of a sudden I was at mile two. It's so true. And then all of a sudden I was at mile three. Like I I didn't feel like I was like, oh my gosh, when are we going to see some obstacles? Or like I'm only on mile one. Like what's going on? Like I loved how it was designed. Um, I liked the rings at the very end. Like those kind of things at the end are always exciting. I will say we didn't really talk about this. There were no spectators allowed. There was no kids race. Mm -hmm. If spectators were allowed, and maybe this was by design, I don't know. It was not a very spectator-friendly festival area. You literally saw the start and then the A-frame rings and finish, and that was it. So, you know, if they come back next year and they're spectators, hopefully they can find a way for the course to come through that area a little bit. I don't think, um, just looking at the map, like I don't think it was really ever close. Like it goes out and then it comes back and that yeah. was it. And I don't, I don't know if they have a way to make it come through a couple times, yeah. but uh, that was one thing that I would like. If there were spectators allowed, that would have been tough. Yeah. Uh, there were none allowed. I think the course itself was great. I'm gonna give it a nine. Yeah. Also. I agree. Um, how about the the venue? We didn't talk about parking. General parking was still very close. Yeah. Um, you had the Spartan Plus parking or volunteer parking was even a little bit closer. Uh, the festival area was pretty big it was in bethel new york there's not a ton of places to stay right in that area so that would be maybe my one complaint i Unless yeah you're at happy days I campground didn't do a lot of re- <laughs> research on that so you would know more than me yeah because luckily we you know knew someone with a camper mm-hmm. but um so what would you give the venue as a whole bethel new york parking festival i also feel like really high like a nine okay I mean, we parked. We were right there. The festival was, yeah. Parking was great. Yeah, festival was huge. And um, they had porta potties at the parking spot. That was so nice. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they always do. I don't think so. I forget. Um, yeah, there wasn't like a ton in the festival. Like it was a very big area, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like, for well, better or worse, it didn't feel filled. You know what I mean? For what? the 
festival. Like it was huge, but there weren't a lot of vendors. And so there was like yeah, a little area, yeah, yeah. like a little cluster. <laughs> Sorry, I still thought we were talking about the porta potties. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, we came from ten minutes away, so it's not a big deal. But when we're driving over yeah, an hour, right, and then you have to wait in line to like get your packet and stuff, you're like, I, I have gotta, to piss. Gotta pee. Right. Yeah, they did. Now I don't know if this is a covid thing like they allowed us not to wear masks because we're vaccinated but if you're vaccinated you're supposed to wear a mask but you couldn't come in you're not supposed to come in more than 30 minutes before your heat but did you see that uh palmerton you have to wear a mask in the festival area oh no i didn't see that yeah interesting it was posted today that they're asking mm, everybody to wear a mask in the that's a month away i hope it changes area. that sucks yes <laughs> Um, for the vaccinated people <laughs> right right maybe that's a blue mountain thing where the like the host place. maybe i don't know um but the and then eric has spartan plus he was saying he's allowed to get in an hour before so that seems kind of like weird like not necessarily a COVID thing yeah like what if everybody has spartan plus and it doesn't matter right um so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to stick or or what, because they still tell you to get there like an hour and a half before the race. Yeah. So if you can't get in until a half hour, what are you going to do that's for the other really hour? Really long time. Yeah. To be there before a race. This one, so I think that's like if there's a shuttle is probably oh. why they just leave it like that. I'm like why? They say that for everything, but I really like that's like we got there like 15 minutes before. Right. Like that's. <laughs> I feel like that applies more if there's a shuttle. If there's not a shuttle, I feel like you're fine with like 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, as long as the registration lines aren't long. Which is still an obnoxious amount of time. Saturday, you probably wanted to have more time because I bet you there were more registration yeah. lines. Uh, so anyway, I would give the venue probably an eight just because of the whole not a lot of places to stay around there thing. Okay. Um, you know, not everybody has a, cam- a friend with a camper. Uh, and like hotels are, you know, good, good hotels were probably a good like half hour, 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's kind of a, a bummer, but. Overall, I would still give it. Uh, that's the only like knock I would think. Yeah. So, um, two part last rating, overall rating, and would you do it again? Absolutely, I would do it again, and I want to bring more people with us to do it again. Um, especially like intro to OCR friends. Right. Like I absolutely. Um, and I would say a nine. I've been nine across the board, but I would I would give it a nine. Yeah, I would give it a nine overall. If oh. Anthony books the campsite again next year. <laughs> Which is why I gave it an eight on venue. I understand. Because if he doesn't... That's why I'm saying if. We're going to be like, damn it. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would give it a nine overall, and I would absolutely do it again. I, I think Kevin was saying that like they heard good things mm-hmm. from like the wherever, I wh- whoever says good or bad things mm-hmm. i don't know who who he was referring to but i think they want to come back for at least a couple more years so uh, i think they'll go back next year that would be amazing if they did i would definitely recommend going if they they do so keep your eyes on that um but yeah that that is our rating so again we're gonna put obstacle videos on our youtube page so search burpee nation on youtube um as of this recording the pictures are not up yet but i'm sure they will be within the next couple days uh next week we are going to have david Megiddo on the podcast so look for that that'll probably have some youtube video clips also yeah 
for the interview. Um, next, well, I guess we don't really have any other people officially to announce. Next month, we're going to Palmerton. Yeah. Which you just talked about uh, Saturday and Sunday, the Super and the Sprint. So we'll we'll probably just do one episode one episode on the whole weekend, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. There's going to be a lot going on. Yeah, and I think we'll at least get the Super like Obstacle. a lot, a lot. Yeah, we'll have the Super <laughs> Obstacle video up. TBD on doing a sprint one too. I don't mm-hmm. know if I, I mean if anybody has a preference. I feel like if you see all the super obstacles, I mean you might still want to see the sprint obstacles. I don't know. We'll see what what the map looks like. And, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Yeah. Um, YouTube, check check that box. That's it. So are you checking things off in your head? Yeah. I just want to make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay. I feel like sometimes I hit end and then I'm like, I forgot to say that. Shoot. Now I have to wait a whole week. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I know. All right. So we got, yeah, we got a couple good things coming up. A couple people that we're like working with, one of them a, a fairly big name, but yeah? nothing official yet. So I don't want to like say anything. But if you're into CrossFit, you're listening to this, you might not be into it. But if you are into CrossFit, stay tuned big name from crossfit that we're working with so uh but yeah so that'll be that'll do it let's get out of here Lindsay needs to go to bed she's tired tired and (laughs) i want another tasty cake (laughs) (laughs) that's called fuel yes refueling from the race yes 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 uh so yeah we'll talk to you guys later thanks again for listening and have a good one bye